name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode 8. We are family and we suck at finances. We had no choice. We didn't want to do it. Any serious conversation with friends or family is something no one looks forward to. And a financial discussion with your family is one that most people just try to avoid. I would venture to say it's easier with friends since you may be going through the same things or can relate to one another, but with your parents, siblings, or even children, it gets frankly personal. One early instance we had was particularly difficult. I felt we had made some good effort bringing down our debt quickly and that our family could learn from and do the same. We quickly realized how different each person is on their values and expectations, especially within that parent-child relationship. But we had to put it out there. And for a while, we didn't even talk to them as the motion set in. It's a topic we've never discussed before with each of our parents. What happens when you retire? Do you have enough savings so you don't have to work till you're 75? What debts do you have now and may have when you're retired? If there's a medical emergency, how are all of us siblings supposed to take care of it? These questions and a myriad of others got very touchy as it's a very sensitive topic, especially while our siblings are still in debt on their own. And culturally, some of these answers are supposedly a given since our parents raised us and they expect the children to take care of their parents as they age. But to what extent? How do we or should we plan for it? As an extreme, are the children's financial goals derailed in order to care for the parents and the hundreds of money decisions they made in their life? Or do you leave them alone to lay in the bed they made for themselves? How is the responsibility broken up between siblings? The response all boiled down to the likes of, don't worry about us, we'll take care of ourselves. But we always knew the burden all lies somewhere in between. We certainly have compassion towards them and understand those expectations. Especially now having open conversations of how and why we're deciding to pay off an investment property versus retirement savings is positive. It shows they are being influenced by our decisions and it helps them to understand where we're coming from so when the inevitable does happen, we can all comprehend it and execute an effective plan of care. It was stressful then, it's stressful now, and it'll be stressful once again. But a reminder to take a deep breath and focus. It's part of the journey because we don't get to choose who our parents and siblings are. Thanks so much for joining us again. This is a very interesting and special episode for AJ and I because we actually had some debate as to whether or not we were going to do this episode at all um, because it has to do with a pretty personal topic to us, which is family. And uh, we went back and forth as to how we would approach this. 
And if we should talk about it at all, and we realize that this is probably something that a lot of people struggle with, and we thought it was an important part of our journey, don't you think, AJ? Yeah, I think uh, everybody can relate at least to some piece of uh, either my story or your story. And the combination of the two, I think. And so a lot of people assume, because AJ and I are both Filipino, that we have pretty similar upbringings. And to some extent, that's true. We both like food. What else is pretty Filipino about us? Dancing. We both like to dance. We're pretty... I like karaoke. AJ is like my hype man when we do karaoke. Um, But we actually had pretty different childhoods growing up because I think partially where we grew up, AJ grew up in... South Carolina. And I grew up in New York City. And so just from that piece alone, I think that made our upbringings a little bit different, but also the backgrounds of our families and their occupations, what they did. Right, And also their friends around them. I I feel like uh, that's going to deliver some impact on, you know, that financial upbringing. Yeah. The social circles I think our our families had. Right. So just to give you a little bit of background, um, I grew up in New York City. I think I've mentioned that before in the podcast. I grew up in Queens, New York. My father was a CFO of an advertising agency in New York City. My mom was an accountant. My uncle and a bunch of my other family members were also accountants and finance people. My younger brother is a VP of finance currently. And so you would think with a family full of accountants and financial professionals that Money would be a pretty open topic, but it wasn't. It was actually a pretty taboo topic to talk about in our family. I think, I don't know if it's culturally, I don't know if it was just my family, but a lot of our conversations were more so about, you know, how do we make sure people think that we have money or how do we save money, but not really so much about if you have money problems, what you should do. AJ, on the other hand, I think maybe. Well, I think for you, it's that New York City lifestyle, I think, with your family, um, you know, just... Keeping up with the Joneses, I think you've seen. I mean, and it's not easy. It's not expen- It's not inexpensive to to live in the city. Um, so every little thing can make matters worse or make them easy. And I think a lot of things I thought were normal growing up, I realized actually in meeting AJ that maybe not all families do things a certain way. So um, I'll even remember the first time that I took AJ to one of our family events. It was my grand aunt's like 80th birthday or something. And it was a catered event. It was at like a nice catering hall. We had to dress up for it. And AJ was really nervous about it. I didn't even know people did this for birthday parties. <laughs> it was like a big, like elaborate you know, party that uh, I had to, everybody had dressed up and there was formal catering and formal dancing. There was a whole agenda for it. Yeah, there was, was <laughs> there was a program and all of that stuff. And I thought that was what families did for birthday parties. And when AJ came, he was like, is this a wedding that we're going to? And no, I was like, no, it's just someone's birthday. We went to all you can eat Chinese restaurants for someone's birthday. That's probably about it. In South Carolina. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so growing up for me, money was always around. It was a topic that we talked about in terms of how do you have a good job? How do you, you know, have a nice house? How do you do all those things? But I didn't really know how to talk to my family about if you had money problems. Although I will say that growing up, I do remember my parents talking a lot and arguing a lot about money, which I think will always be in the back of my mind. What about you, AJ? How was it growing up with you? Growing up in South Carolina, it was uh, definitely different. I mean, I know just like many people, uh, we're quiet about money in terms of, you know, you don't really boast about it. Uh, You don't really tell people how much you make. Um, Interestingly enough, I think I knew how much my parents made 
just from, you know, I had these kind of quote unquote adult conversations with them, uh, especially in college and uh, shortly after college, you know, they were curious about, you know, my job and, uh, you know, I would talk to them about their job, what they've done. But of course, we never talked about managing that money. You know, where is that money going to for the future, for, you know, my brothers? So that was always a, a topic that we never really discussed openly, even though we each knew how much we made, for example. What did your parents do? Uh, my parents, uh, my mom was a physical therapist. Uh, she's a career-long physical therapist, probably the breadwinner of the family. My, my dad, he did some entrepreneur stuff. He owned a small bakery in my hometown. AJ used to work at that bakery, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was uh, a lot of fun. I gained some weight, too. <laughs> he also uh, got a degree in nursing, and he was an accountant before that uh, in the Philippines and, uh, and did some work in physical therapy as well. But ultimately, I think he ended up becoming uh, a nursing practitioner and, and also doing other stuff on the side too. Which I think is really interesting because AJ and I are kind of the reverse of our parents in that I probably have some similar traits to his dad with the whole entrepreneurial kind of piece to it and having tried a couple different careers during my lifetime. And he's definitely more of, I think, the outgoing person in the relationship with his mom. And in our relationship with me and AJ, AJ reminds, a lot of people tell me that AJ actually reminds them a lot of my dad. That stable, you know, pretty responsible career person. Um, and I'm wondering, did that come from your mom? I think so. I mean, I think she was always, uh, you know, level-headed. That's probably where I got that from. And also, you know, want to make sure everybody is, is doing fine and well and that we can, you know, live comfortably, essentially. that was really hard for us in this journey and especially when we were paying off my student loans was having these conversations with our family. So I don't know about you ladies out there, but when I started getting really excited about all this stuff, just like when I find a really great hairstylist or the best pizza in town or, you know, that new restaurant that I want to try, I usually want to tell my friends about it. I usually want to you know, share some joy in something that I found that's really helpful or something that I really like. And that's how I felt about this money stuff. And I thought, wow, imagine if AJ and I could share what we've done in the last couple of months with our parents and with our siblings. Um, you know, what are the things that we can reap from that? We could, you know, go on these great vacations with them. We could have a lot less stress about it. I remember, like I said, my parents being stressed out about money before. And so if we could help you know, alleviate some of that stress. I thought that would be really great. And most of all, I think what I was really excited about is if we were going to share this stuff with our family, that we could spend more time with them because we're all spread apart, right? AJ's parents are in South Carolina and then your brother is in Boston. My parents are in Las Vegas and my brother's in New York. So I was like, wow, if we could all get our shit together. I know. Right. And each of them have always been asking us, I mean, throughout the years, Oh, come with us. You know, what are you doing for Christmas time? You guys come to South Carolina or come to Florida with our family and their vacations. So we were definitely getting pulled in in basically all the directions, right? Yeah, and that's actually what spurred one of our first conversations with AJ's parents about money. I think we had just talked about going on vacation and then an opportunity came up with AJ's brother to come stay with us for a little bit. AJ's brother was looking for a place to live. We're like, well, that's great. We could use some extra rent money. We have an extra bedroom. Let's make it work. And so we thought that would be a good opportunity for us to talk about money with your parents. How do you think that went? Oh, yeah. When we scheduled that meeting, 
Uh, meeting def- is a good word for it. It was definitely like a meeting. <laughs> it wasn't conversation for sure. Yeah, it wasn't the the regular phone call you have with your your parents. It was you know, an iPad, weekly. so we did see them. So right. that was good. Which sometimes I'm maybe it was better if we didn't see, see them yeah. in the conversation. But how do you feel like that went? No, I, I think I was. I mean, nervous of course at first, and isn't that weird to be nervous to talk to your parents? Yeah, a little bit? I mean, I, when you talk about money, you know, with your family, especially. You know, when especially if you haven't talked about it openly, you know, your, your whole life, you know, I think, you know, it's like, when does the teacher, you know, become the student and, or, you know, you, you don't want to sound like you're, you know, you're smarter than them and better at something than them when we've at that point or still today, we haven't shown any really expertise per se in, in managing money. But I, I think to your point, you know, we were excited. We were doing something good with our lives uh you know we we're being productive about it so we wanted to to share it we gave him the heads up that we wanted to talk about some finance stuff because it also involved his your younger brother as well and how we were going to kind of work that all out because up until then they were paying for a lot of his expenses so we wanted to kind of let them know he was going to come live with us and we would kind of help teach him some of the trades some budgeting some budgeting and and some you know tips and then helping him with his student loans as well and so we were really excited and thought that would be a really productive conversation and actually went a little bit sideways on us and and I think uh part of that what we were talking about before culturally you know whether it was my family you know felt a lot of you know obligation to make sure your kids are taken care of Mm -hmm. right I mean as parents and maybe Many parents out there feel like, you know, they can't let their kids, you know, feel failure or feel like, uh, you know, they're they're being left out on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I think it's kind of like a splash with some cold water, basically. Mm-hmm. like a shock to their system yeah. a little bit. And I think that's where a little bit of our family values, even though we're both Filipino, was a little bit different. Right. So um, I think where your parents were like, you know, we want to support your younger brother. We want to be able to pay for his stuff while he's figuring his, his, his situation out. Um, my parents, when my, both my brother and I graduated from college, like we were on our own, they didn't pay for any of our expenses. And for you too, actually, they didn't really pay for any of your stuff after college. Mm-hmm. It was interesting when we started talking about finances and expenses about, you know, how we would help your younger brother, they got a little bit defensive, almost like they were doing something wrong um, or that we said that they were doing something wrong and helping him pay for his stuff, and that's not what we meant. Right. Yeah, no, it, they definitely got, I think, defensive, and it was, uh, I think I was a little bit shocked by it. It felt like it, we were implying that, you know, they should just cut him loose. Mm-hmm. And we, we had talked about we want to put a plan in place, so that's uh, a lot of what AJ and I have learned over the last two years is that, you know, it's very hard to go cold turkey on anything, anything right? And so we were hoping to put a plan in place and help help your younger brother kind of learn some of these things over time and not just kind of cut ties, you know, right from the beginning. And um, I think your your parents were unsure of what that meant or, and, and they've never really had a plan. So they didn't know what we were talking about. Right. And I think it goes back to us growing up. I, I feel like, you know, having a steady job, they felt like, you know, they had enough income to be able to pay all these quote unquote monthly expenses where we were trying to tell them to, you know, plan, you know, getting rid of a lot of this overall larger debts so that in the future, you know, you can support your family. And I think it was that a different mindset of being able to pay, you know, these monthly expenses, then they're fine. 
yeah. and that they can be able to pay for whoever, my brother or whoever that needs it, they can pay it. But are they thinking about, you know, their own future? And I think that's probably where we went <laughs> really wrong on that conversation was that I started asking those questions. I, I remember specifically asking them, so what do you have saved up for retirement? When do you plan to retire? You're already in your 60s. Are you going to work the rest of your life? And they didn't have answers. I remember your dad saying, you know, we're just going to... We'll take care of we'll it. We'll take care of it. He, I could tell he was a little bit, I don't know, embarrassed or he was just you know, not ready for that conversation. And I think that's something that was a big learning for me in all of this was that not everyone's ready to have this conversation. It definitely take some time to build that trust, to have that relationship, um, to be able to talk about that money, even if it, if it is with someone in your family. Even if it's someone that you're close with and you know someone really well, doesn't mean that they're going to always follow or have the same philosophy as you, which was a little bit surprising to us, a little bit disappointing, but also a really good lesson for us, I think. You know, and I empathize too. I mean, it's it's a lot of people like to say, oh, I'm thinking about the future you know, but they're obviously paying for the the now mm-hmm. to be able to pay for all these expenses and also to live life. I mean, everybody wants to go on vacation. You know, they don't want to be too old to enjoy going here or there. Um, I so think your mom not? actually said that, too. Yeah. She said, we don't want to wait until we retire to, you know, do all these things that we want to do. Right. And I think that was, you know, it's a fair point. Yeah. It's totally a fair point. Um, and in contrast, you know, with my parents and relationship about money. I almost had the opposite problem with my parents in the last couple of years in the sense of that they didn't seem to have a problem asking for or about money with us. Um, And that became a little bit of a contentious point uh, with our family at some points too, because in my mind, I didn't feel that AJ should have to kind of bear some of the burden of the financial decisions that my parents were making and they were coming to us and and asking for money. You know, it's really hard to say no. How do you say no to someone who's your family? You know, how did you how did you feel when we were having to go through that? You know, yeah, I, I felt it was a it is difficult, absolutely. You know, how do you say no, but at the same time, you know, how do we keep on our journey? And I, I think it is a compromise. I mean you know, you really have to hear it out. And if it's, you know, a quote unquote emergency or if it's something that they need just to host some friends who are coming into town, that's some of the things you don't want to continue to happen and and be asked to, to help support. Yeah, we had some situations. I had my dad ask me one time, by the way, this is all via Facebook, which was another challenge is that um, my dad loves Facebook. It's his primary form of communication, which uh, is funny because he's 80, 80 years old and he's he knows more about Facebook than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, one time he had asked, you know, he sent me in a message saying, hey, would I be able to, you know, borrow some money because we have some people coming to town and you want to, you know, show them a good time in Vegas. And I was like, sorry, dad, we're trying to pay off my student loans. I don't think I can finance your time on the strip right now, you're going to have to figure out another way. That actually turned into a larger conversation with my father because there was some stuff that they had that was an emergency. Like my dad had to get some dental work done. He was having some pain and stuff. And then he became afraid to talk to us about it for a little bit because we had turned him down that other time. And the conversation I needed to have with my dad was that, you know, I don't want you to be afraid to talk to us about money or to ask us, you know, if you need help, but 
I think we also need to talk through what's reasonable and logical for, for us to be able to help out with and the time and place for it. And hopefully that this is a temporary thing with AJ and I. And I think that's one of the other things that we took away from this was that there are some sacrifices we had to make in the short term in the hopes that we would be able to help out our parents long right. term. Right. Yeah. It's not like we're shutting them out. We're not, you know, we might have declined some vacation invitations then or, or today, but the whole point is to to be able to accept all the invitations later. And, you know, I'd like to say that a lot of these difficult conversations we had in the last year or two with our family, it was difficult during that time, but I think it was well worth it now. I think our relationships are pretty strong with our parents and with our siblings because of these conversations we've had. Right. Just being open up with, you know, with how we're making our decisions you know, I, I think they're getting a better sense of it and, and the reasons behind it. Now they're asking, I know my, my parents had asked me over the Christmas break, so why are you guys paying off your townhouse versus putting it into to something else or whatever? And, you know, I had to explain our thought process, process on that and she understood it. And, you know, now when she talks to us about it, that she sees our perspective a little bit better. Before my dad, who was a CFO, right, who knows something about money, um, I had a conversation with him even right after we paid off the student loans. And he said, you know, wow, I'm really proud of you guys. And he has said that in so many ways, but never so directly about it. And what was really cool was that he said, you know, I wish that your mom and I could get on the same page about this. I wish your mom would be able to kind of curb her spending and stuff. And I said, well, maybe next time when we come to Las Vegas, which is where they live, AJ and I can sit down with you and help you with a budget. And he said, that would be good. And I never thought my parents would say something like that. I never thought they would take advice from us or think that we knew something that they didn't know, right? So I think that was a huge step for us. And then even with our siblings, I think our relationships are pretty strong with our siblings now too because they do ask us for advice on various things, um, whether it be my brother just got married or his, uh, AJ's brother is looking to buy a house. And so those kinds of things, they've just asked for perspective, not to say that we're telling them what to do or anything, but just like another point of view that they trust. Yeah. Again, we're, we're not an expert by any means, but I think just kind of what some of the stuff, the experiences that we've been through, it obviously helps to, to kind of hear out you know, aside from the main, oh yeah, get your 30-year mortgage, you can pay monthly car payments based on your in- monthly income, you know, do it. Having a different perspective can uh, can help change some of their thoughts. And from someone that they know that has their interests in mind, at yeah. heart, right, versus just some random person. So all that to say is that even this conversation for us, as we're talking through it, there was a lot of stuff that we hadn't even really talked about with each other until sitting on these mics today. So it's therapeutic for us as well. But the hope is that you um, as a listener may be related to something here. And if you have questions or if you're having challenges with your family, just know that you're not the only one. If you're on this journey on trying to make yourself in a better place financially, family is family. That's what we learned there. They'll never change. (laughs) They're always going to still be your family. family. (laughs) And I think, you know, if you're willing to put in the time and the sacrifice and have those difficult conversations, it'll be worth it. So stay tuned. I think the next episode we're going to talk about is a little bit different. It's with friends. And what do you do when you have friends who are or are not on the same page with you in terms of finances? Stay tuned. At least you have a choice of who your friends are. (laughs) 
tuned for episode nine, friends or financial freedom. It's hard to have a social life when you're focused on paying down and staying out of debt. Sometimes we felt like it was friends or financial freedom. You'll hear if we had to choose and how we made it work. The Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt, is written, executive produced, and hosted by me, Bernadette, and co-hosted by my husband, AJ. The show is produced by Andy Goh, and our music is by Harvey Cummings. Our show artwork is done by Abigail Joy. Check us out at BernadetteJoy.com slash podcast. We want to hear from you. We know that people have lots of experiences with debt and few people talk about it. Help us break that taboo. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message with your debt story or what our story meant to you. We'll play those messages in a future episode and hopefully we'll make talking about money a little less difficult. Again, that's 980-999-1283. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps our show get discovered by others who may be striving to pay off their own debt. We hope that our story will inspire others to never quit.